0: Hi, this is a Conservative Party State Chairman Jerry Kasar. I'm pleased to welcome Tom King, the president of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Owners Association, to our podcast, Patriots Podium. Patriots Podium is a regular conservative party podcast that brings newsmakers, elected officials, and conservative leaders to you as they participate in discussion on a wide range of topics. Tom King, in addition to his leadership role with the Rifle and Pistol Association, is a board member of the NRA. He is an outspoken advocate for the rights of gun owners, both before the New York State Legislature and the U.S. Congress. Tom, it's very good to have you with us. Jerry, it's a pleasure to be here. You know,
1: I've been following your podcast for quite a while, and uh, it's great to be here. I'm, I'm so happy. Thank you very much for asking me.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for taking a few minutes to be with us. So let's get right to it. I think New York State is interesting, and We certainly know this in the Conservative Party, and you know that, that really in most parts of the state, the citizens are strong advocates for the rights of gun owners, the Second Amendment is, and we have many, many sportsmen who, and other individuals who enjoy hunting. Yet the state has the very anti, a very anti-Second Amendment perception that is reflected in its legislature and the governor. And uh, from a gun owner's uh, rights advocate perspective, how would you describe New York State?
1: Well, I, I can do it simply in one word, draconian, you know, but I, I can go into a lot more depth. And the, the fact is, is that it's it, it's a case of the legislators, the downstate legislators and some from the uh, population centers around the state being very uneducated about what the Second Amendment is and what the, the their constituents in those areas uh are are doing with their firearms okay uh you know everybody is blaming the violence uh that's going on on guns it's not on guns it's on people you know it's on the 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 core causes in uh in New York state yeah you know uh not enough jobs poverty no schooling you know and and, and so i, I I would have to say that, uh, you know, the the title Empire State is far from the far from the truth anymore. And I I would think that we're just kind of bringing up the tale of the the 50 states right now.
0: And the NRA was actually founded in New York State. Am I correct? That's right. In 1871.
1: And uh, the, the funny thing is, though, is that the NRA was founded by the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association in 1871.
0: So we're the the parent organization for the NRA. That's very interesting. Very very nice to know that. Tom, uh, we both share a view that sometimes litigation is the only way to go. I've been participating in different litigation as conservative party state chairman. wish it wasn't that way, but it's like I said, sometimes that's all you can do. Last year, you had an historic victory before the United States Supreme Court with the Bruin decision that ruled Americans had a right to conceal carry. Tell us about the effort and the significance of the decision. Well, the effort
1: was um, a a long time coming to fruition. Uh, That suit had been active for five years, but the Second Circuit Court of Appeals kept on holding it up and holding it up. And finally, when they made the decision... Um, much to their chagrin and, and to our joy, we had a conservative, uh, uh, you know, we had a conservative-leaning uh, Supreme Court, and and they ruled in they ruled in our favor. And and the significance is is that we now have a, a Second Amendment that is based on both the historical uh, feelings and. Uh, forward-looking aspects that the the founding fathers uh, put into play, and also uh, a, a according to exactly what the uh, what the Second Amendment says, thou shall not it, it shall not be infringed. You know, so and, and it's been a huge landmark decision. It's been it's been used, in, I, I think somewhere around two hundred and thirty-six different lawsuits that have been filed so far since the Bruin decision. And uh, it's, it's just changing the landscape for the Second Amendment in the United States.
0: Well, I know of your commitment. I also know there was a significant financial commitment involved, which I don't think everyone necessarily understands or recognizes, although I think anyone who's dealt with attorneys knows these things can get very expensive. So, I don't want it to go without being said that um, you did great work and I know it was a real big burden on all different efforts you make in terms of running the organization. And I just want to say for the Conservative Party, uh, thank you. It, it was that mu- <laughs> causing something that should never have been a problem to get straightened out. Can sometimes be the most frustrating thing imaginable. But you played one of the most significant roles on the Second Amendment issue that has happened, I would suspect, uh, since Heller, I suspect, if not beyond Heller. So Uh, that's
1: that's true. That's what that's what many people are saying. It's the most significant ruling since Heller. You know, but what we what we can't forget is, is that um, even though we uh, we were the people who instituted the suit, if it wasn't for the NRA, the suit never went forward because uh, uh, it, it was about two million dollars for the suit and and the the rifle and pistol association can't afford that, okay if it wasn't for the NRA support, we never would have had the had the decision that we now have
0: well money well spent so you cut you've alluded to this the court indicated that any effort to undermine the decision by state or local governments would be rejected by the Supreme Court, thus signaling to federal courts a clear view that the, of the supreme Court's intent as it relates. To local workarounds, uh, we have uh, seen New York State really go beyond the, uh, beyond and above with crazy litigation legislation, rather crazy legislation to do workarounds. I mean, New York State has practically made uh, your backyards a gun-free zone with some of these uh, some of these things that they've passed. Has Governor Hochul and the Dems in the legislature lost their minds, Tom? What is the status of legal efforts to have these laws in New York State overturned? Well, no, I don't
1: think they've lost their minds. I think they're doing exactly what they intended to do right from the very beginning. You know, if you look at the Democratic Party, one of their one of the main planks in their platform is the disarming of the American citizens or or doing away with the Second Amendment. I think that they're they're following their plans. Uh, I do think they they ignored what the Supreme Court said. I mean, the Supreme Court in their decision, uh, Judge Thomas uh, said that you know you, you, as far as sensitive areas were concerned, that you couldn't make the whole state a sensitive area, or you couldn't make someplace like Times Square a sensitive area, and and that's exactly what happened. You know, uh, <clears throat> the justices also. Uh, told the Second Circuit when the uh, when the the new dis- the new cases were filed against the Concealed Carry Improvement Act that they shouldn't tarry that they should they should do this with uh, all just speed and and frankly the Second Circuit is going back to doing what they did with
0: the,
1: <clears throat> the original Brune case and that sit on it and try to and try to stretch it out as long as they can. I'm expecting the Supreme court to come down pretty heavy on them sooner or later.
0: It would make sense just based on what the original decision was and how this has played out around the nation. So Tom, I'm a member of the NRA. I've been a member since I was 21 years old. But, I mean, truthfully, what target shooting I do, I do it out of state. Uh, my wife's family's from Louisiana and it's totally different world there. In oh, it certainly the, is. You know, but I, but here's the thing. Um, I strongly believe in the principles of personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and the protections enshrined in our Bill of Rights. For me, um, the Rifle and Pistol Association and the NRA are really much more than uh, gun owners associations or sportsmen's groups. I mean, even if I never touched a gun, I would believe in the NRA and what you guys are doing. Uh, could you tell me more, could you tell our audience more about the many roles the association and the NRA plays beyond, uh, beyond the second amendment.
1: Sure. You know, we do, uh, we do a lot of educational programs, you know, based mostly around, uh, firearms ownership and firearm safety. Um, we support school pro we support school programs. We have a program called Eddie Eagle, uh, which is, uh, a, a, a Gun safety program that was set up initially uh, for children under the age of five, okay, maybe four and five year olds, and it was cartoon character Eddie Eagle who warns kids if they find guns, stay away, don't touch it, go tell an adult, okay. And uh, and, and frankly, uh, it the the legislature, both houses of the legislature in New York State passed legislation to make that. Mandatory to be teaching it in in the schools, okay? But Governor Pataki uh, uh, vetoed it, you know. And um, so uh, you know, there's a there's a program that could have been helping the the teachers get across the idea that you shouldn't be touching a gun and uh, and just tell an adult that just went by the by because somebody didn't understand it, okay? And we also you know we're we're involved in rating candidates we we're we are involved in telling people where people stand uh, where candidates stand where politicians stand and how they voted on certain issues okay and in its wide ranging issues I, I mean i think that you would i could safely say that most of most of my members are conservative. I mean, I can I can say that with a with a straight face, but I can't, okay? Because I, I would say that 98% of my members are conservative and they have the same values that you or I have. And we have to let them know that there are conditions that are going on that are fostered by politicians who, who don't know any better or are from areas where they have little or no experience with guns and they're they're acting out of ignorance rather than uh, rather than fear for somebody's life or fear for safety because they just don't know the difference
0: so uh, those
1: are those are our main goals
0: Well, let me just kind of make a public service announcement for the NRA when a person joins the NRA they are given the uh, literally an opportunity to choose from an enormous array of magazines and material some of those magazines are some of the best conservative issue-oriented magazines a person could come up with. I mean, it, it may not be the American Spectator. It may not be National Review. But for um, many of us, it's just, you know, I see you've got like John Wayne, a picture of like John Wayne behind you. It's like just very old-fashioned traditional beliefs in what America is about. I mean, I literally love the magazines I get you from you guys, and um, and I will say, your the NRA is very, very generous in terms of the amount of material they put out. You don't you don't feel like they are, uh, you know, um, trying to make a buck on you. You feel like they're actually doing something for you. So just just as an aside, but you did allude to um, you allude. You spoke about um, the role you guys play in you know, rating legislators, providing information on legislators. So this is an appropriate time for me to ask you, how do you think the 224 elections are stacking up at this point? <laughs> you know, uh, I think
1: the, um, the, the local le- elections are going to be moving, by local, I mean, uh, on a county-wide level, are, are in, in, in everywhere but the, the large population centers are probably going to be moving more and more conservative and, and Republican. I think there's a chance in some of the large population centers for that to happen because of the, the just terrible state of um, safety and what's going on in these cities. Uh, statewide, uh, I, I think there there will probably be some gains for us, but New York City is a big nut to crack when you have that many that many people in, in, in New York City and they can pretty much run the state. However, we can, take, we can take them on and we have done it in the past if we get all of our people together and get out and vote on issues but rather than vote for the parties that their parents enrolled them in 30 years ago. Um, nationwide, uh, I think that um, it, it's going to depend on who the candidates are. You know, we were big supporters of Trump back in 2016. Um, you know, we would probably still support uh, President Trump if if he were to get the nomination. But the you know the 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 powers that be, uh, the Bidens and everyone, are doing whatever they can. Or maybe it's just the swamp that's doing everything it can to uh, to make sure that he's not the candidate. When it gets when it gets down to the the rest of the The rest of the candidates on the Republican side, um, you know, I I think there's a lot of good people that are there. Uh, I've I've met and spoke with many of them. Okay, Um, I I kind of have I kind of have a favorite. I I kind of like Tim Scott. Okay, I just he's he's a plain speaking American who who knows what our values are as far as the Democrats go. You know uh, <laughs> what can you say? We 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 all watch President Biden gaff his way through uh, anything that he's been doing lately, and yet there there is nobody that is challenging him for the the position other than Robert F Kennedy. And, and Robert F Kennedy uh, Jr. is trying to portray himself as a moderate um, Democrat or a conservative Democrat. But if you go if you go back. 10 15 years ago when he was at the the pace environmental law clinic he was doing everything he could to shut down gun clubs and 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 everyone else because he was claiming that it, the uh, the lead that was being used was polluting polluting the uh, the Hudson Valley in New York and you know doing all sorts of nasty things that there was no science to back up so I don't know uh, you know uh, I I just hope it's not Kamala Harris.
0: Well, i i I think I think you're. Uh, I agree with you. I'll tell you that I agree with you. I do think that this illegal uh, immigrant issue, uh, which is a com- completely their own doing, completely their own doing. Yes. And I mean, you really now they're trying to get out from underneath it. But how do you get out from underneath something where hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of people have illegally entered the U.S. And, you know, it's going to be near impossible to turn them out of the United States. So, you know, even in New York City, I think that's going to probably result in a few wins here and there that we weren't anticipating in the city council. It's not going to turn things around. But in New York State, uh, you know, they, they the Dems, you know, use reapportionment and election type style changes to benefit them and to restrict our voting. Well, they're going to now be confronted with strictly an issue, an issue that crosses the boards. Very, very, very few people agree what, where, how this immigration issue has is gone. And that's most, and many, many Democrats disagree what's happened here. Oh, so, yeah. You know.
1: Look at, I mean, uh, you know, the city of Rochester and the city of Buffalo are, you know, have did have resolutions to, you know, to to stop this, okay? You know, uh But they have to step up and they have to say, President Biden, you're the only one who can stop this. You have to stop it now. But that's not their intent.
0: Instead of selling parts of the wall, maybe actually complete the wall. That's right. It's absolutely insane. So let me ask you, Tom, any final words for our audience? You know, I, I
1: think that what the voters of New York State have to do is understand what their values are and who supports their values. You know, everybody says that New York City, you know, can can run the state. Well, you know, they probably can if, if everybody just votes for a party rather than voting for their values. But there are many Democrats that have the same values that we do. There are many Democratic gun owners Okay, there's many moderate Democrats. I mean, look at the look at the old Democratic Party. What we have today is is more of a a socialist, communist party than a Democratic party. And and, uh, I I think that if the people start analyzing what is exactly going on and how it affects their lives every day, how it's affected the economy, and how it's going to affect their school children, uh, I think that we can turn things around and we can win. But that's our job is to inform the people of what's going on and make sure that they understand
0: it. Could you uh, tell our audience how they can best reach the, reach your organization? Sure. You can, uh, you can
1: join our organization or see any of our publications on our website, which is nysrpa.org, www.nysrpa.org. You can read our newsletter, you can read uh, our information sheets that we put out, and anything else that's going on, okay? Or you can go to our Facebook page, which is nysrpa.org. I mean, just nysrpa, and see it. But um, the the website has most of the information on it.
0: Well, thank you, Tom, uh, for spending some time with us. Uh, The Conservative Party has enjoyed a long relationship with the Rifle and Pistol Association, as well as the NRA. I mean, your work in protecting the Second Amendment rights and the freedoms they represent is part of the founding principles that makes the United States the first true democracy, and really the greatest democracy in the world. Uh, Thank you, Katie and Andrew, for uh, making this podcast happen. And for our audience, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. On our next episode, we will be joined by uh, Jason McGuire, the Executive Director of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Thanks again for joining us. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast, subscribe wherever you listen and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, I'm Jerry Cassar, and this is the Patriots Podium Podcast. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Day.